Our reading this morning is Psalm 67, and you'll find it on page 581 of the Bibles in the Pews. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning, everybody. And uh, good morning to those who are watching at home. I'm glad you can join us, uh, although sorry that we can't see you this morning. Great that you're here as well. Um, it is the 9th of January, as we've already noted, and I wonder how your New Year's resolutions are going at this point. Uh, maybe you've got a new fitness regime that you're working on. Maybe you've um, tried to cut down on your caffeine, or you've got a, uh, a new diet for the new year. Maybe you've planned to read the whole Bible uh, in a year. And uh, it's already showing what a challenge it is uh, to do that week by week. We are at that time of year, aren't we, where it's traditional for people to discover that after only a week and a bit, they've given up on what they plan to do on January the 1st, which is perhaps not surprising because, it's, as Tom's already said, it's, it's the darkest and most difficult time of year to try and do uh, any new challenges, isn't it? So praise the Lord that we're saved by faith and not by works. I saw uh, someone had posted, a Christian had posted on social media over the last uh, couple of weeks um, this. I'm not sure if I've quite got the words exactly right because uh, I didn't note it down at the time. But it posted something like this. Uh, they said, when I look back at the year just ended, can I see how my life has been completely transformed for the better since this time last year? No, I can't. But can I see the slow but steady progress as I've sought to put new things into practice, step by step? Also, no. But thankfully, my life is not dependent on my ability to do better or to prove myself, but entirely on the love and blessing of my Father in heaven. Um, I thought that was really helpful. It encouraged me, not because, of course, we're not looking to put things into place uh, day by day and year by year as disciples, but because it reminds us uh, that we uh, are not dependent on what we do, but on what God our Father does for us. Um, we are here today because we've been blessed by the God who has loved us and called us, who's forgiven us in his Son, who's given us his Holy Spirit to be with us. So we are taking this Sunday to focus uh, on 2022, on our vision for the year ahead. And we're starting this morning with this reminder in Psalm 67 that God blesses his people. Thinking about why he does that and about what difference it makes for us. Uh, so do keep that open in front of you. It's page 581 in the, in the church Bibles, on, on to 582 as well. It starts with a prayer of blessing, doesn't it? Verse 1. 
May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. And I want to say that's a good thing to pray. It's a very biblical prayer. They're familiar words, aren't they? Which come up more than once in the Bible. Right from the moment that, first, that God first called his people to be his people, in the book of Genesis, he was promising to bless them. Um, you may remember that. But again, right from the start, he made it clear to Abraham that there was a reason that he was being blessed, that he and his descendants would be blessed. And the reason was that God wanted them to pass on that blessing to other people. I will bless you, the Lord said to Abraham, and you will be a blessing. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And what God said to Abraham then, all those years ago, became a pattern, was established that the Lord delights to bless his people who he loves because he loves them, but also because he wants to bless the world through them. Well, that's exactly what we see here in Psalm 67, isn't it? May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Why? So that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all the nations. The same reason God blessed Abraham. And it's spelled out in the rest of this short psalm. And it's the same reason that God continues to bless his people today. We are blessed in order to be a blessing. And then that gets worked out in a little bit more detail in the rest of the psalm, if we just have a look at that for a few moments. Uh, as the psalmist prays for God's gracious blessing, so that the nations may know God, so that they might fear the Lord, and so that they might be filled with joy. First of all, in verse 2, as we've seen, he prays that uh, the people would be blessed, so the nations may know him. Bless us, Lord, make your face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Uh, it's a prayer for understanding, isn't it? That as the peoples of the world see how God has blessed his people, that they might know him for themselves and what he's done to rescue people from sin and death and to give us eternal life. And basically it's this. People are supposed to be able to look at the church see the way that God has been gracious to us and understand that this is a God who is worth knowing and think, I would like to know more about that God these people worship. Now, there is a big claim, isn't there, implied here? In fact, in the whole of the psalm, because it's a universal claim. Um, the prayer is not that, that each person or even each nation would find their own ways. No, it's that your ways, Lord, would be known on earth, your salvation among the nations. The implication is that the Lord should take the place of all other gods because they're not real gods. They're not able to bless people. They're not able to save people. And so they're rightly usurped by the Lord when people come to see him as he really is. Now, this was radical in the time of Abraham when every nation and sometimes every tribe pretty much had their own gods to worship. And I want to say it's just as radical now, isn't it, in a culture where we're often taught that we should be be true to ourselves or follow our own paths wherever they may lead. Psalm 67 says, no, Lord bless us that the nations may know you. That's the first reason why we pray for blessing. Secondly, in verses 3 to 5, uh, God blesses his people so that the nations may be glad. Bless us, Lord, so that the people of the world may praise you. May all the peoples praise you. We pray that everyone would join in celebrating the goodness and justice of your rule. That's what these verses are all about. That everyone, all the peoples of the world, 
knowing who the Lord is, seeing what he is like, would celebrate that he is king because it is good when he is king because he is a just king. He rules the peoples with equity, verse 4 tells us. He guides the nations of the earth. And so through blessing his people, God wants to bring joy to the world. We've just been singing about that a few weeks ago, haven't we, at Christmas? The joy of submitting to him and to his rule and for people discovering for themselves, as Jesus puts it in Matthew 11, that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Now again, it's a big claim, isn't it? Because in every place where the gospel of Jesus has gone, right through history, in all kinds of places around the world, there has been opposition to some of what the Lord says and to his ways. His ways are never universally popular among people because they are radical and they are challenging. In every society and culture, there have always been things that the Bible says which offend people and which people don't like. You know, some people are offended by God's commitment to the poor and those in need above the rich and those who have plenty or the insistence that the church is to be multi-ethnic and completely against racism. Um, Others uh, find offence in how radically pro-life God is in his word, or by the commitment to sex being for marriage between a man and a woman. I want to say it doesn't matter if you think of yourself as politically or socially conservative or liberal. There is likely to be something in what God says that will challenge you and potentially offend you. But what the psalmist says is, all that God says is good for us. His ways are just and equitable. This is the God of forgiveness and reconciliation between enemies. Of course, that's something else which often offends people, isn't it? Uh, How dare you offer me forgiveness? Are you calling me a sinner? But the psalmist is praying here, Lord, bless us, that the people may experience the justice of you and your rule as king, and find joy in submitting to you. And then thirdly and finally, in verses 6 and 7, God blesses his people so that the ends of the earth will fear him. The first half of the verse reiterates God's blessings to his people, doesn't it? There's the image of the harvest this time, which is always an image uh, of blessing, um, although sometimes of judgment as well. But here it's the idea that there is plenty to go round as the crops are brought in. Verse 7, may God bless us still. Why? So that the ends of the earth might fear him. Now this one can seem a strange one sometimes, can't it? Uh, Because of the different things that we can mean by that little word fear. And I want to say it's the right word to use as long as we understand it rightly. You know, we're we're not to fear the Lord in the sense that we would fear if someone burst in through the door of the church carrying a gun this morning or if you looked under your pew and a a snake came slithering out. Um, That's the fear of something dangerous and unpredictable. But we know God's promises, and we know he's always faithful. We can trust him completely. So we don't fear in the sense of having no assurance uh, or, or no security about what might happen, of being always on tenterhooks because of what God may do. That's not the fear of the Lord. No, we're to fear him in terms of being in awe of him. That's what this word means here. Um, As people who've come to realize that he's unlike any other God, uh, he is awesome and fearful in the truest sense because he's almighty and he's glorious and he's holy and he's pure. He's not to be messed with. 
And so we must be careful that we don't mix our worship of him with the worship of other things, things that we make idols in our lives, other gods, other religions, whatever it might be. And in fact, one of the final images of the New Testament picks up on the idea of of the blessing of a harvest being brought in, doesn't it? The great crowd of people from every nation and language and people worshipping the Lord together. People who rejoice in him and are in awe. So, in 2022, can we pray to the Lord for blessing? Let's pray that he would bless us, bless his people here, that his face would shine on us, so that the world, including the world in our own communities, may know him and fear him and rejoice because of who he is. And finally, I want to ask just briefly, what does that look like for us uh, as a church as we seek to to live out our calling as God's people here at St. Luke's in this coming year? Recognising that God has blessed us and praying that others may be blessed to know him too. And as Tom said earlier on, we've got these cards which are summarising three big things that we're going to be focusing on this year. They all relate to our four foundations. But within this, as a leadership, we've identified this vision for the coming year in three parts. And all of them are about being a blessing to others, that others may know the blessings of God for themselves. Um, So the first one is to plant a new congregation in Thermiston with Steve uh, this autumn, that God's ways may be known on earth. Uh, and his salvation among the nations. And I know that some of you have been praying about this already, having conversations with me or with Steve. Uh, We're praying for a team of maybe 30 people to commit to being involved in that. It's a big ask, isn't it? We have a big God to pray to. Uh, The second one is hopefully, finally, to build the hub this year. This one's been a long time in the preparation, hasn't it? I know some of you have been thinking of this for a long time. uh, That... Uh, The nations may be glad and we may be able to serve our community here in this place in a new way. It's the vision for a church-run cafe at the heart of Thurnby, a place where people can connect together, where needs can be met. And uh, if you've been praying about this for a long time, let's pray in 2022 that this really is the moment when that project can move forward and we can give real shape to this. Again, it's a big project and we're praying to a big God. And then thirdly, as you'll see on the card, uh, we're praying that the Lord would grow our work with families and children and young people so that the ends of the earth would be in awe of him. Um, We know, don't we, that frequently in the Bible there is a particular emphasis in passing on what the Lord has done to the next generation. I'm telling your children and your children's children. It's long been an emphasis here at St. Luke's, I know. Just to be extra clear, this is not saying that we're going to pause any of our other ministries, you know, whether, whether you're a, a single person or an older person or middle-aged person maybe, however you feel about these things. Um, it's just recognising that the younger generation is missing from most churches in England today. That is the truth. It's also to recognise that in our church, our work with children and young people is probably the aspect of our ministry which has been hardest hit by what has happened over the last two years. And it's saying we know these young ones matter to God and so we want to make it a priority uh, that we pray and work to grow that ministry. So a vision in three parts for 2022. Uh, Here are two things just to remember about it. That there are lots of other things that we will be doing as well. Many ministries and groups in the life of St. Luke's, home groups, vitality, Sunday teas, different things that you're involved in 
I praise the Lord for them and I'm praying for them. And uh, I'm not suggesting for a minute that we don't do those. But I am suggesting, secondly, that these three are for all of us as a church family. Um, These are about the whole church. When we plant in Thermiston, the question will not be, you know, who will do this for us? It will be who's going to plant and who's staying to build up things here again at St. Luke's afterwards. When we open the hub, God willing, it will reshape our whole church life, uh, not least in the ways that we relate to those around us. And in our work with children and young people, it's not just about those who are under 18 or who are parents or who have led explorers over the years or whatever it might be. For it to grow, it needs to be something we all own and commit to once again as a whole church. So I'd love you all to take your card away today um, and put it somewhere where you will remember to pray. If we pray for these three things consistently for this year, I believe that God will answer those prayers and we may be surprised at what he will do. So maybe put it in your Bible as a bookmark for this year or maybe put it on your fridge or somewhere where you will see it and remember to pray. And while we do that, can I encourage every one of us to be asking ourselves Lord, this year, where does my little story fit into your big story for your church? And again, we may find that God surprises us in what he does in our lives. Psalm 67 helps us to think about all of these things this morning, that God has blessed us, but that everything that he has given us is given for a purpose, that the world may know who he is, what he has done, and may love him and worship him for it. So, Lord, may all the peoples praise you. May all the peoples praise you. Amen.